Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with Alan Carter, CEO of Cabral Gold, uh, for a catch up on the successes of last year, up 10 times. Well done. Uh, and plans going forward. Uh, he gives us a little bit of an inside track on uh, what they hope to be doing uh, quite soon. If you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversation, his plans and his ability to deliver them, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, where you can also find detailed company reports on a multitude of uh, companies. There are commentaries from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. There are training courses on there to help you with your own diligence, plus summaries of interviews that we've done with other companies to save you some time. And of course, if you want to hang out with a thriving community, of investors who share their ideas and thoughts in a nice, safe environment, free from trolling and abuse. Uh, you can join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Alan, how are you doing, sir? I'm very well, Matt. Thank you. Good to speak to you and Happy New Year. We haven't spoken for a while. Yeah, Happy New Year to you too. So you're in Italy. You've retreated to Italy. Uh, how are things there? Oh, good. I mean, it's uh, kind of uh, similar to everywhere else. I guess. I guess we're all suffering the second wave, right? So I guess we've all battened down the hatches and uh, you know, lots of Zoom calls and doing the best we can. But you, you get to enjoy a little bit of Italian food, Italian wine, in, whilst you're doing it. Nice. Well, I when I can get out, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, look, we 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 better we better talk about gold today uh, for sure. Uh, do that one minute overview for, of what your story is for people new to this, and we're going to get into some of the uh, most recent announcements. Yeah, sure, Matt. Well, Cabral Gold has a gold project. It's an advanced gold project in Brazil. We already have a million ounces defined within two gold deposits, which are five kilometers apart. Um, those two gold deposits are part of a much larger district. We have getting on for now fifty targets outside those two deposits. And so uh, nine of which have high-grade drill intercepts already. So um, we have an aggressive drill program in progress with two rigs operating right now. So an awful lot of news coming over the next six months or so. We aim to drill between 10 and 15 targets over the next six months. And we're starting to get some really good drill results, Matt. As you're aware, last week, we put out some excellent results uh, on, a, on a target where we did, did a little bit of drilling in 2019. And um, it's looking quite exciting. We are targeting multiple deposits within this district. We think we're, uh, we're onto a district which could contain 5, 10 million ounces, possibly more. Yeah, thanks for that. With some of the things that you were talking about doing there in terms of identifying multiple targets, you know, you're talking about 10, 15 targets and possibly more, I think you mentioned to me last time, it's going to require uh, cash to do that. So, so let's talk about where you are um, today. Um, you, Kuyu Kuyu, if I'm saying that correctly. Kuyu Kuyu, yep, yep. What's happening there? Um, well, well, in terms of cash that we've got in the bank, you mean? We've got about six million in the bank right now, and obviously we're spending on, on, on the drill program. So the drill program is fully funded. At some point, we are going to have to raise additional money. Hopefully, that will be at, at higher levels. And so, uh, as I said, lots of news coming out over the next few months and lots of potential catalysts. Okay, well, okay. Weeks, I guess the question I was getting at was like, okay, you, you've got, I know you've got that, that, that cash, but how, how are you deploying it? What, what do you focus on? Is Kiyu getting more attention uh, than Machu Chichi? Are you looking at these new targets? I mean, how do you go about uh, allocating capital given the, given the goals that you've stated? Yeah, look, we have, num we have a number of projects in Brazil. Kuyu Kuyu is the focus. So all of our money is currently going into the Kuyu Kuyu project in Brazil. We have a small little office in Vancouver, obviously. So there's a there's a small overhead, but it really is quite modest. 
So the Kuyukuyu project area is quite large. It's 36,000 hectares. Within the Kuyukuyu project area, there are a number of targets and there's a dizzyingly long list of different targets and, and the list keeps getting longer. And it's kind of difficult, I think, for, for most people to keep up with the number of different targets. Look, within the Kuyukuyu district, we have two deposits. One's called MG and one's called Central. And then, as I said, we have, you know, an awful lot of targets outside of that nine of which already have high-grade drill intercepts. And one of those is the Mashishi target, which we think there's a good chance, very good chance now, that that is deposit number three. Okay, well, I guess that's what I'm trying to understand here is like, how do you, how does the board make decisions about capital allocation? Okay, so, right, you've, you've got some high-grade, 5.4 gram uh, type numbers and even 13.4 over 13 meters. So exceptional compared to where you've come from, which is a one, one and a half gram type stuff. So does that change things? Do you continue to look for multiple targets? Do you say, well, actually, let's just hang there for uh, a while because these are exceptional? How, how do you get to the point where you go, I'm happy with this as a target, and then move on? Well, it's a balance. So our drill program really is split. 30% of our drill effort um, is, is directed towards reconnaissance drilling of new targets. And so we have our own small little in-house RC rig, and that is off blasting away on, on relatively new targets that we've developed over the last few months. And, and since really about this time last year, there's been a whole series of high-grade targets come out of uh, particularly the eastern part of the claim block. The other 70% of the drill budget, uh, Matt, goes towards follow-up of, you'd have to say, lower-risk targets. So these are more advanced targets where... Um, we've already had a little bit of previous drilling. We know where the mineralized zones are. And so we're much more confident about the, where the where the mineralization is. And so, um, as I said, Mashishi is one of those. So there, there was a little bit of drilling done for the first time in 2019. We knew that we were onto something. The reason that we've been gone back to Mashishi as, as target number one for that, that portion of the um, uh, drill program, i.e., follow up on the advanced targets, is because Mashishi was such a compelling target from 2019. Right, so how do, you, how do you state this to people new to the, new to your story, Cabral Gold, okay? Your share price has, has done really well last year, okay? You know, after years of just, you know, static flatlining, you people have kind of either understood the story or the positive uh, precious metals environment has, has helped you and through the drill, but you, you've managed to develop and grow the story. But what's, what's the end game here? Because you're sitting on a lot of land, you got multiple targets. You develop them up to a certain point, and then you get these send the drill bit off elsewhere to kind of um, hit other hit other targets. So, do you think that you're in this for the long haul, and you're just trying to prove up a district, or is this a point of you could prove up some targets, offload them, get some cash in? How do you finance the business going forward? Yeah, well, our objective is to determine how many gold deposits we've got within the Kuyukuyu district. We've, we've already got two. We think we've now got a third one that we need to drill off. So a, a big part of our effort over the next few months will be demonstrating that we have deposit number three. There's clearly continuity in, in several areas here because we have two deposits already. And so we're starting to see that continuity now in a third zone. And I think there will be others beyond that. Now, I'm asked all the time, well, so when are you going to do a PA? And, and so... Um, we're not going to do a PA. There's no point in doing a PA on a million or two million ounces when we think we could have five or ten. So our sort of short to medium term objective is to determine how many gold deposits we've got in close proximity here. We think we've we've obviously got two. We think we're onto a third one now, and, and we do think there's there's several others beyond that based on what everything we know about the project area. So when we get to AD20, I 
80% certainty that we know how many gold deposits we have, that will be the point that we will we will start moving it through PEA and pre-fees. But as you know, Matt, most of the value that's created in companies like ours is at the discovery stage. And so we're at the early part of the discovery curve here. We're right at the bottom of the early, early discovery. We've made two of, you know, we think there could be six, seven, eight, eight gold deposits here, maybe more. That it is a very, very unusual project, Matt. And I know that you see companies every day, day in, day out. This one is very, very unusual because it is a district and there are multiple targets here. And people have said to me, well, that target looks ec- excellent. And, and to be honest, I would be thrilled with, you know, if I had a couple of these targets uh, within a company, but we don't. It is a challenge, however, having, you know, 30, 40, 50 uh, different targets as to where you focus your effort. And that that sort of focus and prioritization is changing all the time as we get more and more results in. We've obviously got two rigs running, so they're generating results all the time. We've got an aggressive surface exploration program, which continues uh, picking stuff up. And, and I said at the outset, when we started drilling in the, in the last quarter of um, last year, I said, look, here's what we want to do. These are the targets that, that we would like to do, but it is going to change. And it already has. For example, the Trakajar target, which I didn't know about when we started the drill program uh, towards the end of last year. You know, we found this thing in November, high-grade blocks on surface, um, you know, right next to an area that had been mined for placer gold. And, uh, and the old-timers were talking about veins that were exposed to the base of the gravel. So, you know, samples came back averaging 74 grams a tonne, float samples on surface. And so we decided to modify the drill priorities and the program. And, and, and you know, we are currently drilling on that target. So, so things are changing and evolving all the time. But what it means is um, for our investors and our shareholders is that every few weeks there's another catalyst. We're releasing results on, 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 on targets every few weeks. The tempo is picking up because we've now got a much larger rig doing all that advanced drill work. And, uh, and, and we may decide to add additional rigs as, as, as the year goes forward here in 2021. So it's going to be a very exciting year. Uh, as I said, very, very unusual project. Let's not forget that. We are in an area called the Tapajos region. It's a big region. It's 350 kilometers across. This was the site of the world's largest ever gold rush in history. So the gold rush that happened here in the 1980s was 10 times larger than the California gold rush. And we've all heard of the California gold rush. Most people have never even heard of the Tapajos rush. And our project, Kuyu Kuyu, was the largest, most productive and richest area of over 100 different areas um, that were mined, exploited for placer gold during the gold rush. So we truly believe we're onto something special. We're just getting started. And I get that you're getting started. And, and I'm trying to work out what I'd be getting into bed with if I invested in your company, okay? Because district-wide, Fantastic. Lots of targets, lots of opportunity, need to fund it all, but you need to be clear and, and articulate your plan uh, because you're going to need people to give you money and you're going to, you're going to decide whether that you're going to be greedy and say, I think we can, that's all here for the taking for us or how you choose to finance, whether you think that you can continue to show value, in which case you're not going to be diluting the heck out of your shareholders or you cash in some of these projects because you said you'd be you know, most people will be happy with two or three of these things. You're going to have, you, you think you'll have multiple targets. So, you know, do you cash some of those in and get some cash flow going, which is non-dilutive? I mean, how do you process? Because I know you say it's changing every day almost because the results keep coming back and these high grade numbers must have like changed the thinking again. Yeah. Well, look, good question. I mean, we've had, we, and these are some of these questions that you're, you're asking me now are questions that all small companies like ours 
uh, uh, grapple with. And, and one of those is, you know, whether or not we should be joint venturing this project. We've certainly had offers from much larger companies to come in, fund our exploration effort for the next three or four years. And then, end, you know, they would end up with a 51, 60, 70 percent interest in the project. We don't think that's in the best interest of our shareholders, particularly when we think we're onto a district that's got five or 10 million ounces. So, um, look, clearly exploration success in the current market um, is translating to um, increased uh, valuations in companies. You mentioned our valuation. Our value has gone up for seven or eight cents or whatever it was in, uh, that's what it was in, in, in March, April time to, you know, whatever it is to, uh, today, it's 80 cents. So it's gone up by a factor of, of 10. Um, we think, and that's really prior to really getting a, a good stream of drill results going. So we think that um, if we continue to generate the sort of positive results that we put out last week, and uh, that that uh, we're optimistic that uh, the growth in terms of our company will continue. As I said, this comes back down to the quality of of, of of the project that we have. It is a very very exciting project with multiple targets, and uh, and we will be generating a lot of news. And we hope that as as that news comes in, a lot a lot more of it will be positive. It will the share price will continue to to increase, and that will allow us to raise money. Um, at higher prices and result in less dilution to our shareholders. Next steps, because there's no rest for the wicked. You've got to keep going and you've got to keep showing this growth. So the, the types of challenges coming from a low base to where you are and where you are today to where you want to be, there's a whole bunch of different questions, a whole bunch of different challenges for you. So I'm intrigued by the this thinking and this changing of thinking. Being being fluid in your thinking is is fine, but the market also needs a bit of certainty about the game plan here. And what you're saying is that it's a district-wide opportunity and we think we're capable of tackling it. Yeah, I do think we're capable of tackling it. I mean, we've, uh, you know, we the last uh, financing that we did back in July, we announced a $2 million financing. We actually got orders for 7.5. This was non-brokered without a warrant, Matt. This is just us raising money, making some calls and, and uh, talking to people, and we actually closed on 4.2. So, you know, we can raise money. We're not just good at finding gold deposits. Don't forget our team has a track record in Brazil. We've actually um, been involved directly with five gold discoveries that, um, that you know, resulting from, uh, that, that came from nowhere. And so now all five of those are, are established deposits with 43-101 compliant resources. So, um you know, we've had some exploration uh, success in the past. Um, there's a lot to do here. Um, it is a challenge. Um, there's, there's no doubt, there's a, you know, we have an enormous challenge in front of us in terms of continuing to move forward. But as I said, the focus for us will be demonstrating that we have additional discoveries and particularly high-grade, high-grade discoveries. There's a lot of, there's a lot of low-grade mineralization at Kuyu Kuyu. We're very much focused on the high-grade. I believe, we believe as a team, that the reason that this area was the biggest placer camp in the Tapajos region, which, as I said, was the site, the world's largest gold rush ever anywhere in history, is because there's so much high-grade mineralization at Kuyu Kuyu. As I said, we now have nine different targets with high-grade mineralization drilled outside the two main deposits. And the significance of these results that we put out last week, that 34 meters of 5.4 grams, that was a real surprise. And within that, as you said, there's about 13 meters at 13 grams, something like that. That's a 75 meter step out, Matt, 
to the east of the most easterly drill hole on that particular target. Now, that particular target's already got six or seven holes into it. We know there's a high-grade zone there surrounded by a low-grade envelope. It's just like the other two deposits. But this is a 75-meter step out. We didn't just set up next to the next to the best hole there and, and, and drill the first hole five meters away, as, 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 as some folks do. We took a big risk. We stepped out 75 meters to the east, and that hole is three or four times better than the best hole that we had previously on that target. 34 meters of five grand. That is a very wide intercept, a very, very good grade. It's highly, highly significant. You don't need a lot of drill holes like that before you can really start building ounces. So there's no doubt that we are building a resource at Mashishi. The question is how big it is. And then the secondary question, of course, that we're trying to address through this drill program is how many more of these things are there? As I said, there are eight other areas here where we've already got a little bit of drilling. And what about the 20 or 30 other targets where we don't have any drilling, but we've got some very good compelling surface results, high grades on surface, good soil anomalies, good magnetic anomalies, et cetera, et cetera, that we're going to need to test over the next uh, year or two. So look, we're trying to be aggressive. Um, and, uh, you know, we are drilling, we, we are planning and doing a lot of drilling over the next uh, um, six months. And I think it will continue beyond that. We need to get some answers on just how big this district really is. And, as, and, and, and the other thing that you haven't mentioned, which I think is very important here, we have a major gold producer right on our doorstep. They're not in production on our doorstep, but they have an advanced project. Eldorado Gold has a fully permitted 2.3 million ounce deposit 25 kilometers away. Our claims are contiguous. They actually sit together. So they could make a decision tomorrow or Monday or whenever to put that deposit into, into production. And so if they were to do that, obviously that would have huge potential benefits to, to, to our valuation too. But of course, we have no control over that. They may or they may not. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. But it's one of those other wildcard catalysts that sometimes create an enormous amount of value in our industry. Uh, but, you know, uh, in the meantime, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. I love interviews with you. You answer the questions before they're asked. It's brilliant. <laughs> I'm loving it. And you raised an additional 4.5 million bucks from the warrants. You said you thought you'd be able to so that, that happened, noted. Um, I just want to come back to your point about catalysts, though, because to be able to deploy the cash, you're going to have to contend with this new variant of COVID, which is in Brazil. I think people are concerned or people would like to understand what's going on there. Is it going to affect your ability to do an aggressive plan in 2021? Well, um, obviously, the situation is fluid. Uh, there is this new uh, variant of covid um, you know, as there are new variants exactly where you are sat right now, the UK variant has also, uh, you know, rang a lot of alarm bells. So it's not just Brazil. that, And, and this is a, a flu virus, obviously. So there will be additional variants come up. Now, in Brazil, obviously, Brazil is now starting to experience a second wave. Um, we run the little health post in, in the village that, uh, in, in our area. There's about uh, 500 people live in the village and we, we fund a little health post there. So we've been testing not just our employees on a regular basis, but also people in the community. And so we certainly, um, you know, look, we, we track the first wave of this thing. And so from about September to December, there was then no cases in the community. Zero cases after September. In the last two months, there have been four new cases. And so obviously that is picked up slightly, um, but there was a lot of people who were diagnosed with, with, with the virus in the first 
you know, between April and September. Um, so it remains to be seen uh, what's, you know, what will happen and, and, and how much of an impact this, uh, this new variant with it will be. But certainly a lot of people were diagnosed in our community. Uh, so it remains to be seen whether they'll, they'll, they'll catch it again. I don't know, Matt. Uh, uh, certainly right as things stand right now, we are full steam ahead. Um, even though there's been, you know, one or two cases in our community, but it, it's full steam ahead right now. But these are uncertain times. Let's face it; they, they are okay. I'm trying to, again, I want to leave understanding who you're trying to be like, because your thinking has evolved. These high grade numbers have come in. Um, are there companies out there you think well, we're going to follow their model? I'm thinking of the great bears of this world who've got a you know big district wide. Um, Asset, they have no intention of, it seems, of doing a, uh, putting out a study anytime soon. They keep going to keep drill, drill, drill. And there's other people who perhaps want to get into production a little bit earlier. I mean, what's, what's your thinking here? Because I know you've got, um, you've got a board advising you and that they're going to have views on this too. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, um, the, the Great Bear analogy is quite interesting. Great Bear, for those of your viewers who, who haven't heard of it, and I'm sure most of most of you have, but is is a company that has a very interesting, compelling gold project in in uh, in Canada, in eastern Canada. Um, they've got a 900 million market cap, or the last time I looked. And uh, and just to correct you, Matt, our market cap is uh, is currently about 96 million. So it, it, you know it, we're pushing we're pushing 100 million uh, 100 million or so. Now the difference is they're in Canada. We're in Brazil. Um, there are a lot of very big uh, gold mining companies in Brazil, like um, Yamana, like uh, uh, London Mining, like Equinox, like Anglo Gold Ashanti. Um, and uh, Great Bear doesn't have no, any resource yet. We have a million ounces already on the board. And so, you know, they have a nice five kilometer long zone, but you look at the size of our target area, we have structures we haven't tested yet that we know are shedding placer gold that are four kilometers long. Haven't drilled any any holes into several of those yet. So um, you know, I, I think there's an awful lot of potential for growth here. As I said, it's very difficult uh, for people to realise how special this gold project is. But again, I come back to the fact that there's two million ounces have been exploited from the sand and gravel the streams um, previously. That's an awful lot of gold. It's got to be coming from somewhere. Currently, we think the two deposits that we found so far explain between 5 and 10% of the placer gold. So the question is, where's the other 90, 95% of the placer gold being eroded from? Mishishi will explain a little bit of that. Maybe, you know, when I come back in two or three months, I'll be saying, well, we now think we, we know where 15% uh, of the placer gold is coming from because this Mishishi uh, deposit explains uh, some more of the placer gold. But there's still an awful lot of streams within our concession area. We don't know where the gold is coming from. As I said, we have some ideas. We have some good targets. We have a little bit of drilling done on, on a number of targets here. But um, there's an awful lot of work to do. It's, it's, it's a very, very unusual project. We're excited by it. There's lots of news coming. We're already thinking about where, uh, where the next discovery, i.e. deposit number four is. Obviously, a big part of our effort this year will be in drilling off deposit number three, which is Nashishi. We firmly believe that. But the question now is, where's the next one? And so, and where's the one beyond that? Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I, um, I think there's a lot to do. Do you know where the next one is? I can't say for sure, man. Even if I did, I'd have to kill you. But um, uh, <laughs> I've got some pretty good ideas. We, we, you know, we, we've got some ideas. We'll leave it there then. Great. 
Alan, good to catch up with you as always. Um, do come back on whenever you've got some uh, new news and uh, good luck with the drilling. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.